Alright everybody, welcome to another episode of Movie Talks and Chill. We are your hosts, I'm Tony Serrato. I am Gavin Butts. And I'm Patrick Wall. And first of all, real quick, we're going to welcome everybody back, or welcome us back to everybody. On a <laughs> little business hiatus and uh, get some things in order, but we're back now and going strong. And in this episode, we are going to be talking, Mr. Patrick? About streaming only movies. So we're talking like uh, Project Adam, Six Underground, um, Army of the Dead, stuff like that. It's basically Netflix. Yeah, Amazon, basically Hulu, any movie and... Netflix has made. Gotcha. Right on. And I have watched quite a few recently, so... <laughs> Some I have some really good things to say about. Some I have some bad things to say about. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <laughs> so I know you recently watched one that I liked. Yes. You recommended it. Patrick recommended a movie to me. Yes. And it was really good. It, so, was, it was actually a good recommendation. <laughs> the problem is the bar is now set at that level. So yes, there's no <laughs> my next recommendation has to be at least that high. <laughs> And let's throw it out there. It's not gonna. <laughs> and uh, we're done. Don't <laughs> screw it up. <laughs> so why don't you tell us a little bit about what that movie was? Oh, that was the Project Adam on Netflix. I thought that was, I think to this day, it's Netflix's best movie. And it's a good sci-fi, and it has an emotional kick that you really don't see coming at the end. Like an emotional gut punch. Like, I thought this was going to be a cool time travel, sci-fi, Ryan Reynolds action movie. Like, Hell yeah, let's do this. And then it's like a father-son mending their relationship and playing catch in the yard that like they used to when they were... God damn it. He's about to cry. We literally... He's crying. He's crying. Not yet. Not yet. Tissues. <laughs> Don't you tell me the plot of Guardians 2. <laughs> so actually, I should have stopped for a second before we get too far into this because I will talk about the movie. I know, Gavin, you haven't seen it yet, so... For the other people who haven't seen it, it is pretty new. You yeah. should say spoiler alert it's on true. this It's true. It's only been out for like two weeks, I yeah. think. So, spoiler alert. Yeah. I'm getting spoiled as we speak. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll try and leave off plot-heavy details, but I mean, it is a solid sci-fi time travel movie. It's got some really great um, fight scenes in there. And, like I said, there is an emotional aspect that you really just don't see coming until fully until the end. And it just, like, it literally just punches you right in the emotions. Like... The Rock, you know, punches you in the emotions. <laughs> and not when he was a wrestler, like The Rock now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, if your testicles were your emotions, and you and, just got punched. And The Rock yeah. punched them? <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. He used yeah them they'll as be a, crying, too. They became ovaries. <laughs> yeah. He used them as a speed bag. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. But you didn't, we talked about, too, but the music. Hey, the music There's was really good, too. A lot too. of really good music in it, and I'm not even that heavy. Like, I like, I love music, but I'm mm-hmm. obviously not a big lover of music as I am of movies. So I'm not the guy who can tell you every band member and who they were and which band they switched to and what year that came out like I can do with a lot of film. Mm. But I do appreciate the music that's in it. It's a lot of older school stuff. And not to mention you have Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo's in it. Mm-hmm. I mean, you got the Hulk and Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> in one movie together. It's like, Zoe Saldana's in it. Yep. She's the wife. Yep. And I was a little upset she didn't get more screen time. She was only in like two or three scenes. But it... It really had a lot to do with the plot, though, yeah. which we're not going to really spoil too much. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> so, yeah, but basically, I, I watched it because <clears throat> I remember, Patrick, you said you'd seen it. It's on Netflix. I wanted something to watch anyway. I checked out the trailer, looked online real quick to get a brief synopsis of it, and then I was like, yeah, I'll watch it. I, was, I really enjoyed it. I've actually seen it another time. So oh, really? Then, yeah. And I went back, and so it is It is pretty good because I want to make sure I caught everything yeah. You know, because there are some things that if you're... Especially when it comes to time travel movies, sometimes they will throw stuff in there. You're like, this is happening in the past now. Did you catch it? Mm-hmm. 
And another good thing about it, too, was that the kid, because basically it includes his younger self. Mm-hmm. We're not going to get into why, but it includes his younger self. And um, But the kid, you could tell, like, maybe not the mannerisms, but the form of sarcasm. He yeah. had really matched a younger version you can of see, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, Ryan Reynolds and the kids spent some time together just, like, working on their lines, trying to get their um, mannerisms together. Mm-hmm. It was actually really good. <laughs> Shut your mouth, Chuck! <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Chuck! I will Chuck. say, a main staple of time travel movies is, like, <clears throat> the same person. Like, if I was to go back in time and meet my younger self, they can't, like, touch each other. Otherwise, it would be a paradox. Two things cannot occupy the same space and time. And they just threw that out the window. No, the, Ryan Reynolds is picking up his younger self and running him like a football. Like, <laughs> like just threw away that paradox <laughs> yeah. yeah time cop forget yeah, yeah about no, time cop. no more time cop yeah anybody who's seen time cop forget what you watch yeah <laughs> i mean it was still a good movie but oh. <laughs> one of john claude van den's best uh-huh. but he did bring in a reference as to why that was possible including like when he talked about when you die you die in your I, what how did he say your set time or something yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or your fixed time mm-hmm. you have a, everybody has a fixed time so even if you travel or whatever you know whatever happens you go back to that fixed time or yeah. something along those lines so i think that's kind of how they that's got why everyone was it. disappearing because they weren't dying there <laughs> they were going back to their original time to flop dead in the forest there ah and the one thing i will it's not a big spoiler because it's just funny <clears throat> when he, the kid's holding that one weapon is like is that a lightsaber he's like it's not a lightsaber <laughs> and he busts it out and he's like it is a lightsaber man <laughs> <laughs> it looks like one but it doesn't <clears throat> doesn't do the lasery yeah, kind yeah, of yeah. effect in a way, but no. So really good movie though. I, I enjoyed it. Like I said, I watched it again. Gavin, you got to watch it now. Okay, you now have homework. Well, you're you the know, new Patrick. You know, season I'm, uh, two, Gavin. <laughs> 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 I uh, I mean, I've always been a huge Ryan Reynolds fan. Uh, um, <clears throat> I don't know. I guess maybe he signed a contract with Netflix because he's done. This is the third one he's did. And he, he did. Um, I think Red him and Rose. Adam Sandler have done like a six movie deal with well, Netflix. Adam Sandler just he, <laughs> they signed a deal with him. That, uh, <laughs> he's like Stephen King writing novels now. Like, uh, ooh, it's a lamp that comes alive and kills you. When, when can, you when can we have it? <laughs> <laughs> well, with Adam Sandler though, he said um, he basically said he's like they're paying him, so he's making so much money, and he has to do so much less because mm-hmm. you know he doesn't have to go out and look for funny. Exactly. It's all Netflix. Original, so they they handle all the production and stuff. So he's like, "Yep, I make way more money than I do in the main movie field." He's like, "I'm staying with this as long as I can." <laughs> I think he's also pissed at like the mainstream movie stuff. When for the record, Netflix has tried very hard to become part of the mainstream movie uh, industry, and I think they're if they're not there, they are like extremely they're close. Getting there, yeah. yeah. Um, I think Adam Sandler's a little pissed maybe at the more mainstream movies because of his uh, gemstone or cutting gemstones movie. He's like, "If this doesn't get me an Oscar, I can quit." And I think he got nominated for it, but he didn't get it. So he's like, no, I'm just going to do goofy shit on Netflix for the rest of my life. Yeah. Which surprised me that that's the one, because I, I saw that, and I liked it, but I think personally that that movie, Rain, Rain On Me or Rain Over Me, that he did years ago, that should have earned him an Oscar for that acting. Was, that, that was, was the one, like, after 9-11, <clears throat> right? Yeah, his wife and kids had yeah. got killed in a, in a plane in, in 9-11. Yeah. They don't explain that at all until the end of the movie, or closer mm-hmm. to the end of the movie. But he runs into Don Sheedley as his old friend. They have dental school together. And because his wife got killed, he had post-traumatic stress. And he basically just shut down from life. Oh, wow. And so the whole movie is like, he's just very awkward now. Like, he can't deal with people. He has, like, lashes out when certain things happen. Gets very angry. He's always fixing his kitchen. Like, redoing it. He gets it done, brand new, and then takes it down and does it a different way. And it's because he's in this loop in his mind where that was the last thing his wife always wanted him to do was redo their kitchen. 
and he was about to have it done, and he that's after she died, or they died oh. when he was about to have it done, so he's stuck in this loop where he's constantly now redoing it. It's like his way of torturing himself in a oh, way. Wow. So, all right, not gonna well, get too much into like that thirty one seconds. I am back to being the Patrick because yeah. I haven't seen that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not a big mainstream mainstream movie. It, I don't yeah. think it hit box office for a long time. No, and it wasn't in there for. a It was there very shortly, but mm. it's a really good movie. It's a hidden gem, so to speak. No mm. pun intended. <laughs> um, but yeah, so but that's to your point. Like we're Adam Sandler, I think that's where he's going to stay. Yeah, yeah. I, I although I didn't I was not a fan of uh, going back to Ryan Reynolds like his his Netflix original Six Underground. Mm-hmm. I think it was it's more like Fast and Furious esque, where they just threw a ton of action at you and it had almost zero plot. Yeah. About anything. It's like the movie shoot 'em up. Like <clears throat> yes. you just turn off your brain and watch some action movie. Yes. Basically, and, 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 it wasn't good, but it wasn't bad either. No, I didn't say it was bad. I just. There was, if you want Definitely something with a best. rich story, <laughs> yeah. that is not the movie. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, you literally have no backstory on anybody except for that 10 That's minutes where they're explaining why everyone's technically <laughs> dead. <laughs> why everyone has a number. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, <clears throat> and, um, but really, there's a ton of good movies that, um, I think it either sparked or reignited, you know, even um, um, seasoned actors' careers. Uh, there's one called Outlaw King with uh, Chris Pine. Okay, I don't so, think I've seen that. Never even heard of it. It's it's very good. So he plays Robert the Bruce, and it takes place after. It's basically what happens after William Wallace has been uh, executed by uh, Edward Longshanks. And so he is, he basically becomes an outlaw in his own land because he supported Wallace and they were trying to overthrow him. And then he ended up losing his keep. He had to leave. He had to be in exile. And then he came back and. Messes uh, everything up. And no, no, he like, he became the true king. Oh. He, he, you know, got, got his men back up and got followers back. Um, and so then he made, he made Scotland free. I'll check that out. I'm a yep. big fan of Chris Pine. I think he's a really good actor. <clears throat> oh no, I, I like him too. Yeah, I, I hadn't seen. I'd heard the name, but mm-hmm. I didn't even know what it was about until just now. So. Yeah. Oh, I think I, I looked it up on IMDb, and I think I remember this movie. Like, I I'm a big fan of Arthurian lore, like King Arthur and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. And I thought this movie would be about that, and I got like 20 minutes into it, and like this is not that, and turn off. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's another one on there also in that era that's um it's called the king um it's the i can't think of the actor's name the uh okay here, here it is timothy oliphant uh shalamet the guy from um dune okay the young kid yeah oh, okay um he plays henry the eighth hmm. or excuse the, me henry the fifth they got the high right and um and so it, it plays him as, it, you know, it basically starts off as him being an outcast. He was technically a bastard. Mm, like um, Jon Snow. Right. And so uh, there was like this one knight who basically um, was his keeper. <laughs> and so he just went out and got drunk and, you know, 
tried to stay away from the Royals as much as he can because he was a big disappointment. <laughs> you were a but, failure. But finally, yeah. <laughs> Reminder, you failure. <laughs> um, but he, his, uh, I can't remember how it how it goes. He ends up going coming into power, um, and he goes to he goes in and and takes like this goes this one on one duel with the French um, uh, French prince or something like that, and you know his guys his his lead knight is trying to tell him you know not to go do this. He said, "Why it doesn't matter. If I fight him and I die, then England's lost their failure. If I win." I become less of a failure than I am right now. So that's why he basically goes into it. He didn't give a shit. He didn't care. He's like, if he died, all right, fine. I don't have to live as a failure anymore. <laughs> but it's, it's really, it's really cool. There's a whole lot of political backdrop on it as he rises to power because he starts, he starts beating the crap out of the French and then finds out that, um, that, that they kind of make it truly as like, the attack that was there wasn't meant to be like it was orchestrated by people behind the scenes and kind of goaded him into going and starting this war. Um, and so it's really, and Robert Pattinson is in it too. He plays the, the French, uh, the French King. Oh, wow. I'll have to check that out. Or, uh, Prince, excuse me, Prince. Now we both have a couple more things we got to watch around. I'd like to talk real quick. Um, a couple ones that I've recently watched. Again, some I have some good things to say about, and some not so good things to say about. And spoiler alert for those of you who haven't seen. <clears throat> so the first one I want to talk about was a movie that I watched, and it's a lot of them have been more of the psychological thrillers. That is kind of your bag. I can get kind of really back into that, like really deep in like just watching those. The first one I watched was called Circle. Not to be confused with the Netflix TV show The Circle. This is on Netflix original called Circle. So it's just one movie. Had the potential to be really, really good. Hmm. The ending was really, really disappointing. And and we'll talk about another one that was very disappointing. But um, so Circle. And I know I've mentioned before, we've talked about the reason why I like it, it's about one of those where all people are in one room. Hmm. So these people basically wake up, standing up in this multiple circles, there's 50 people, and they find out later on, basically they're in like an alien spaceship. And so they have no recollection of how they got there, but they're all just standing. And they're all standing on their own little circle, and then there's arrows in between them. I'm looking at it on Netflix right now. It looks like a roulette wheel. Yeah, but people are basically voting. Every one or two minutes, the thing starts sounding off, and people end up voting on who to kill. Oh. So it all starts out that they don't realize they're doing it, so basically they kind of move their hand mm-hmm. and then close their fist, and that's their vote. And it's like you hear all these, like, bum, 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 it's like everybody's votes. So it gets to the point where they start having these in-depth conversations, like, who should get killed next? Like, nobody wants to die, but... There can be only one person left to survive. So after, throughout the movie, they start forming like teams. Like, can I just say real quick? <laughs> you said uh, there can only be one, and I stopped listening, and I thought immediately the Highlander. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. going there too. <laughs> but there can they eliminate down to one person? Let's put it that way. So not to be confused with any Sean Connery uh, Highlander stuff, but uh, so yeah, because it was the conversations. That's why I told you I've always mm-hmm. liked like just people in a room having these conversations so they're basically trying to justify why certain people should live like there's a pregnant woman 
and a, and a little girl, so they're all so a lot of people are trying to protect them mm. to keep them to be the last two, and that way they make that. Decision. And there's always one psychopath trying to convince <clears throat> everyone else. Why the there's quite kid a few psychopaths <laughs> in there, like one guy's, and and it's and it delves into the conversations that they start having or, or arguments, I should say, because mm-hmm. you get people that believe in what this guy's saying, and then there's another guy trying to get everybody to kind of think differently. Um, it gets into like religious, like well, you know. God will take care of. Well, no, you're idiots because you. Oh, we're idiots because we believe in God. And all of a sudden, you start hearing bum 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 bum. So it gets into like religious race, um, like all the different ethnicities, uh, class of people. Like, well, what do you do for a living? You know, well, if you contribute more to society, then you know you have more of a right to live than this person. And so it, I'm not going to tell the whole ending, but basically, the ending just it just ended, and it was like they left it open. And so, like a Sopranos ending where it just fades to black? No, it didn't fade to black, but it's like this guy's doing like this narration at the end, and there's other people outside, and next thing you know, there's people again, and I'm like, well, what the hell happened? And basically, it cuts to, I went immediately, went online, (laughs) and I'm like, what was the meaning of the ending? You know, a lot of people write about it, like in Reddit or whatever, they'll explain it, and it's like, yeah, so the directors basically wanted to leave it up to the person's imagination. I'm like, oh. Yeah, you guys suck. Because <laughs> yeah. I was um, like, the whole movie was really good, and I was like, this has got to be an amazing ending, and then it was like, <laughs> nothing. Um, I don't uh, until the ending because the movie uh, that movie gave me hardcore. Um, it reminded me a lot of this movie called The Cube with David yeah. Hewitt. Yeah. Except in that movie, there was conflict resolution at the end, yeah. where the girl and the daughter like made it out of the cube, and the the one guy just got like torn in half because the cube moved down. Yep. If you've never seen The Cube, it was back in the day when the sci-fi was just pumping out movies like left ah. and right every week. It was one of their actual good ones. This was back when they first started doing it and they didn't give a shit. So there was blood, gore, cursing, all that fun stuff. Mm-hmm. And they also did two sequels. The, <coughs> the second one was garbage. The third one, they kind of went back to the first one and it was alright. Yeah. But your description of this movie is giving me, like, I feel like I should, I'm should. i watching The Cube again. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's It does have a similar feel to it. Hmm. Uh, but or the I, exam or whatever it's called. Yeah, it's one of those. Like it's just people in a room and they have to basically justify their life. And yeah. say it, it, but it just it starts out and it just starts like it. So that's what I liked about it. There may watch that. The, the ending sounds awful, and now I'm a little upset about it. But that I do like up until that ending. It sounds like I would really enjoy that movie. Yeah, because <laughs> it's mainly I've told you before. I love like just conversations, like like heavy dialogue and good dialogue. Like dinner was, with Andre. Yep. <laughs> but it was it was really good arguments. Like you really listen, you start kind of thinking about yourself like what would I do if I was in that situation would I protect the child or you know they you know they got into things about like do people have kids like are they more valuable than single people and like homosexuals because there's a couple of gay people in there and they're like well why do you you know you're not you're living against God's values and so it really hits on all sorts of things that mo- most society would argue over mm. and have argue over but check it out. Let me know at least what you think. Okay. I know the ending. I've already warned you about that, but you may find something. Sounds like Saw, but team battle. I just <laughs> watched. I just watched it once. I watched it very closely, but you may catch something that I did. Okay. And if you do, I'll get you a cookie, and then I'll go back and watch it again and see if I get it. But because I would really like to understand. Can the cookie be in liquid form, filled with vodka and Red Bull? Sure. All right. Cool. All right. I was going to ask if the cookie could be infused with something else. I know. That's what I was going <laughs> to say. I thought you were going on a different route with that one. <laughs> Uh, so that was one of them. <clears throat> the other one, real. I'll, I'll try to make this as quick as possible because I want to talk about other stuff with you, or let you guys uh, tell me about some of the ones you watched. Was um, level sixteen? Now that one ended up being pretty decent, and it's another kind of psychological thriller. It's about all these girls are in this building, and they're basically 
they look like they're in like Catholic school girl outfits, and every day they're just being trained and have to watch things about being prim and proper. And turns out they're not allowed to go outside because they say that the air is poison. So there's just some adults. These girls think that they were just left, like just given up by their parents. And so these people are like finding them. They're like, once you get to level 16, you know, then we'll find you adoptive parents. And, you know, they're trying to get them to like high class parents, you know, for Mm -hmm. them. Let me guess the ending because it's sounding like a lot like the island with Ian and Gregor. Are these um, kids like grown so super rich people can harvest their organs and live longer? No, it's a similar thing, but not not for that. They're Mm -hmm. basically, um, if you want me to spoil it for you. I've already seen the island. It's fine. Okay. (laughs) So if you want me to spoil it for you, it's basically they're, they keep them inside because what they do is they give them vitamins every day. And it's basically just drugging them at night. And then these people carry them into these rooms and these rich people come in to buy them. They're not, they're not you know, having them in this school to people adopt them. Mm-hmm. They're going to buy them because they keep them inside and give them all these vitamins and stuff to keep their skin healthy and, and youthful. And then the older women then take their faces and their skin from their bodies oh. and they kill them and take their skin from them so they're basically going to buy them and then keep them and then kill them and skin oh, them and use their skin it's like a bloody version <laughs> of altered carbon <laughs> so they start delving into and finding out what's going on they couple of girls try to rebel but the ending does have it does have a good ending like a it. resolution yes it does have a resolution <laughs> it makes sense you know and it's like well as much as that a movie like that can make sense yeah. but you know so that was pretty decent um, one I'm not going to get into too much because I will throw up in my own mouth. Um, I text you guys about teeth? it. No, not teeth. No, that didn't make me sick. Well, um, I don't think you and I watched the same movie. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's a movie on Netflix I watched called The Platform. If you want to... Gavin's already shaking his I don't, head. I don't, I don't want to do it. I, I explained to it. it to him a little bit the other night, but uh, uh, it's, again, another psychological thriller where people are basically in this like prison-like thing, but mm. they volunteer to go there. They stay there for whatever amount of time they agree to. In exchange for something. So, like, one guy agrees to go in there for six months in order in exchange to get, like, some kind of degree. Um, but basically, the platform, it's, like, 300-something levels. Each level is a concrete just with a big square hole in the middle. Two beds. So, there's two people per floor. And then they wake up one day, and they stay on that floor for one month. The kicker of it is they make all this elaborate food on this huge platform. And it starts on level one, and it goes down. The platform stays on each level for only a certain amount of time. You can only eat while it's there. You can't keep anything or else they turn up the heat to where your skin melts off or freeze you cold if you keep anything. Once you're done eating, it goes down. So as you can see, everybody's just eating with their hands. Well, it probably takes like two days to get down to the bottom, so it's all rotten by the guy who well, no, just got the pla- there. The platform's only there for like a few minutes. Oh, okay. So they have a few minutes. Like, So basically, people are eating with their hands, gnawing on like chicken legs and stuff, and then it, they have to leave it there. And then the next person, so if you're on the lower levels, you're basically just eating the leftovers of everybody above you. So they can only eat whatever the other people don't want. But it gets disgusting for people like will spit on it as it's going down because each month you change levels and it's random. So you could be on level 300 one time and be on level two. So when they were on 300 and got nothing or had to deal with shitty stuff, now they're pissed off at the people below them, so they're going to... Oh, already getting sick. <laughs> and then the people on the bottom, because there's usually nothing by the time it gets down there, it gets into like a whole cannibalism thing and it you know people start killing each other. It's It's... But it's disgusting because yeah. people are like stepping on the platform. Some people are spitting all over the food. I'm like, oh. <laughs> so. no, that's a movie I will not watch. I will not do my homework on that one. Check. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the one I'm recommending you do not watch. Yeah. And again, the ending though, 
I'm like, this movie is so disgusting. I sat through it. I'm like, it's got to have an amazing ending because this thing has been so weird. Like, one for the gross factor would have been an interesting movie. Made no sense at the ending. And I literally felt like I felt about, I'm going to say it, it made me think of Lord of the Rings. <laughs> I've sat through this thing. We've already gotten, well, the, I know. let's not say, wait, you've gotten so much hate from I saying that. I will gladly take the hate to compare this. So I was like, something good has to come out of this movie. And I get to the end and I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? I literally threw up three times watching this thing. Oh. And I don't even get a good ending from it. So. <laughs> so that's my rant on potentially good movie that had a bad ending, good movie that had a good ending, and horrible movie that had a horrible ending. I think I hit the gamut on them. Those are three I've watched. I'm Tony Serrato, and I approve this message. <laughs> We're losing fans by the moment. <laughs> Fan. Yeah. My mom is going to listen after this episode. <laughs> it's going to be the circle all over. <laughs> Gavin, do you have another movie you want to talk about? Because I do um, have one I really want to talk about. Actually, I do. There's uh, there's one. Um, as I told you guys beforehand, I kind of got into the um, the rom coms that were, uh, and Netflix has no shortage of those. <laughs> they're they're doing. Uh, but one that I really uh, I really liked, and um, I think we talked about it a little bit when we talked about our rom com movie was um, uh, when we first met. Okay. And so in it, uh, it's, it's got, you know, it's, there's a love triangle going on, there's time travel, there's, uh, mm. uh, oh man, what's, what's I do the, remember you talking about this. what's the guy's name? He was in, um, he was in Pitch Perfect and, uh, definitely a movie I've seen. Uh, uh you're talking about the guy that plays a lot of funny roles, are Yes, you? yes. He was, he was the one in, uh, in The Breakup. That he was the brother of Jennifer Aniston in the breakup. He was the acapella singer. Is that the guy you're talking? No, 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 no. no, no okay, no, no. no, no, no. You're guy. thinking the announcer. I'm thinking it's uh, Adam. Something. Adam Divine. Divine. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, he yeah. was on um, Workaholics. Yes. Yeah. Oh, and he's on the, the new HBO Max show. Um, oh, I can't remember what it's called, but it's basically like um, a, like a televangelist family that's basically just acting like a mob mm-hmm. <laughs> in the televangelist community. Yep. He's one of the only ones out of that group that really. Went bigger, right? Yeah, Am I correct on that. Uh, they also uh, the Workaholics crew actually did uh, another Netflix movie about a uh, hotel heist or something. Yep, like that. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it, but he's he was, the only one who's actually making a career. He was in point. that, and and that was a decent. It was all right. Was yeah. it Mike and Dave need wedding dates or something. Yeah, but that's yeah. with him and Zac Efron. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, the other two haven't done shit outside of that one Netflix movie, right? Exactly. Uh, so anyway, it's so he it picks up in the future. To, or rather present day and he's at a uh, wedding shower for the girl that he fell in love with a couple years back um, like met her at a party and um, he like eats all of her cereal like they hang out all night have like the best night of his life and then literally the very next day she goes to the grocery store and meets the guy she married <laughs> and so he was like I didn't seal the deal that night I should have blah 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 and uh, so he ends up the night of uh, the night that he gets he goes to the shower he gets super drunk he goes back to where he works and he gets into a photo booth was which is where they first took their their first photo together and um, he goes back in time <laughs> and it's so funny like he gets up and he's like wow it's weird People are actually out here dressing like it's Halloween, huh? And that's what the night they met. So he goes to the 
to the like a like a Seven Eleven or something, um, some convenience store, and he's like, "Hey, I'll have a, I'll uh, get a newspaper, this and a blueberry Red Bull." And the guy looks at him all funny. He's like, um, "There's only one flavor of Red Bull, and that's Red Bull." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, "What?" He starts looking at the date. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no." <laughs> so it, every time he goes back and forth, this one he figures out. He goes to her and he like you know spews all the stuff that he knows about her and she's like, oh my god, are you a stalker? <laughs> He's like, oh my god, no, I'm not a stalker. And she like beats the crap out of him and then he goes to sleep and he wakes up and it's back in present time and he thinks like he just had a bad dream. So he goes over like he's and it's still the same day of the shower. He's like, oh thank God, you guys, you guys haven't gotten married yet. All right. Whew. Oh man, it's, it's still the shower again. Oh okay, I I I, guess I thought that was yesterday. No man, you're you're right on time. And then she walks in. She's like, oh, it's the creepiest stalker, and they beat the hell out of him. Again. <laughs> so he just keeps screwing up the past. Yeah, yeah. So like every again. time he goes back, he changes up something, and it's like and, a funny and, version of butterfly effect. Right. It's a and, romantic version of butterfly. Exactly. Effect. And, <laughs> and everything he tries, it doesn't work, and he finally realizes that you know this really wasn't meant to be. Like mm-hmm. this wasn't it was it was the right I thought like just he just hovered over it so much and he figures it out. Mm. But yeah, it's, it, that was a that was a very good one. Of course, you know, it Alexandra, actually, it sounds like a really good one. Alexandra Daddario, you know, looks gorgeous yeah. anyway, but uh, <laughs> well, I mean she always does. <clears throat> Sorry, babe. But I think that does teach everybody a good lesson. If you do have the ability to travel back in time, don't stalk a bitch. Well, maybe, yeah, don't stalk anybody, but if you know a lot about someone who you really like, don't spew it out to them all at once, you know? Do it more in, like, where you show them things instead of telling them you know all about them. Sit them down and tell them about their life. In three seconds, you're going to gas, like, called it. Uh, Yeah, (laughs) like, I'm going to go back in time to find the girl that I was in love with, and I know all the stuff about her, like, and I know she loves tulips. That's her favorite flower. I will happen to meet her, or... Find out when she's going to be at a flower shop, and I will ask the cashier for tulips. I will not ask her for tulips, and she'll be like, oh, I love tulips, and then we start a conversation. See? Stalking tips by Tony. Yes. That's a <laughs> Time travel <laughs> stalking tips. Time travel. <laughs> Time travel stalking tips. It's called gameplay. Time travel gameplay. Gamesmanship, fellas. Yeah. So, lesson learned. <laughs> lesson learned. When you go back in time, yeah. here's how you stalk someone. When you have the ability to go back in time. <laughs> I mean, Ryan Reynolds just did, so... Yeah. yeah. I mean, so did the Avengers. Yep. Which well, I someone didn't... call up Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Because <laughs> I wanted to bring that up real quick about that movie... Um, the Adam Project? Adam Project is, you know, Mark Ruffalo's in it. And he he actually ends up being the one that accidentally yeah, created yeah. time travel. But when he's talking about time travel, it almost negates everything he said as the Hulk in Endgame. <laughs> so ah. I'm like, what are you doing, Hulk? What are you... <laughs> Bro, <laughs> I was like, time. Tra- that's not how time travel works. <laughs> According to you, it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The uh, what, time uh, time cop, uh, hot tub time machine. <laughs> time after time. Bill time after time. <laughs> what, yeah, what do you say? He's like, and then, uh, Paul, Rudd, Paul Rudd is like a diehard. No, that's not one. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> diehard way now. <laughs> Anything that has to do with time travel. This is known. <laughs> so I know you said you had one you really want yeah. to talk about. Um, this one was actually directed by Zack Snyder, and it's called Army of the Dead. Okay. Um, I don't know if you haven't seen it or not. It's been out, it came out in 2021, I think at the tail end of, like, the official, like, the, let's, the pandemic's still going on, the virus isn't going away, but, like, when lockdowns were starting to go away and mm. everything was starting to come up, this, this movie came out, 
And I was like, I'm not doing anything. Let's throw this on. I like Zack Snyder. I think he's a great director. And it stars Dave Bautista. And he's an alright actor. I mean, he, he was a good UFC fighter. Yeah. <laughs> and clearly that translates to acting. I like yeah. him as Drax. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it's um, a new take on the zombie apocalypse. Because mm-hmm. in this movie, it's just in Las Vegas. Okay. Um, and it starts out with just one zombie. And it's not even like... A, it's like if the T-virus did what it was supposed to do, but also fucked up at the same time. So it didn't make you into a mindless husk just wanting to eat. You still had your cognitive thought and, you know, your, like, running and jumping abilities to a point. And actually enhanced them a little bit. But he was, like, the main zombie. And mm-hmm. he does turn all of Las Vegas into just a horde of zombies. And, like, the opening credit scenes is just the fall of Vegas. Like, Dave Bautista is this, uh, like, mercenary who goes into Vegas to try and get people out and try and get other stuff out. And then it flash forwards just five years. This guy's, like, there's a fault with, like, Three hundred million dollars in there. You and a team go in and just get at, get it, and get out. So he gets his old partner, and he tells her, "You know, we're going to split it fifty fifty. Then he goes the helicopter pilot, and he's like, "We're going to pay you ten million dollars, <laughs> not the fifty fifty the other ones get." Right. Yeah. And then they convince a couple of other people, and like, "You'll get ten million. You'll get five million. Let's see what's in the vault, and then we, you know we'll give you your share from there." Um, so they go in, and the one thing I really like about this movie is um, not just the different twists they're taking on the zombies, because, like, like I said, there is the king zombie, and he kidnaps one of the people trying to make her his queen, and it somewhat works, somewhat doesn't. It's kind of weird. But um, there's a scene where they're in the vault trying to get this money, and there's, a, like, three corpses in the corner, and one of the guys just says, what if this is a time paradox? Is that actually us from a different timeline? And everyone just writes that off like, you're just being fucking weird, man. You're the safe cracker. Just go open the safe. <laughs> and then, you're in the middle of like a zombie apocalypse. And yeah. that's except the, except the other guy. Hmm? Uh, the other guy that's in the vault with him. Yeah. They're, that's, they're, they're sitting there going back and forth. Oh, yeah. Dude, that's tight. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they just start. They, they're there for the job, but they, they're still goofing off. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, you know, um, they get the money, and they try to escape. It goes wrong, like every zombie movie. I don't... If you, do you want me to spoil the ending? Um, they escape in a helicopter, but it crashes because the zombie king, like, bites Dave Batista and he's slowly dying, and his daughter's like, Dad, you can't die. And he's like, Argh! and she just, like, runs away. But the <laughs> one thing I love about this movie is Zack Snyder confirmed that the corpses in the corner was actually a different timeline. Like, their banter was tr- canon fact to this movie. I was like... So that actually opens up the door for more timelines of the same movie, and they can do huh. it different ways. And I kind of want to see. Well, they have they have a another movie coming out with the Safecracker. It's already out on Netflix. Oh, really? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but it's the guy that was the Safecracker in there, and he's he's the same person, but it's not like it's not in the zombie apocalypse time. Oh, okay. So he's like getting a, going together with a team, and they're breaking into a vault that looks similar. To the vault they they broke into there. Oh. Now, I haven't seen it, but it is so they're they're playing with that whole idea. I don't know who all they're gonna bring back, hmm. um, or like how big they're gonna make the loop. But and they've confirmed that that is directly connected. Yeah, Zack Snyder has confirmed that the corpses were a different timeline <laughs> or a different version of the group going in to steal the money. Huh. And I didn't know about that other movie. I'm going to have to check that out. What's that one called again? Um, I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't remember the title. I'm sorry. Jeez, Gavin. Uh, maybe something oh, thieves. Um, Peter, that was the safe crackers name. Yep. Army of thieves. Army of thieves. 
Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look this one up. That seems. And the other one was Army of, of the Dead, right? Yeah, Army of so the I'm Dead. So I'm assuming they're probably gonna stick with like Army of whatever. Well, this one was written by Zack. The Army of Thieves was written by Zack Snyder, so that would why it translates to the other. But it was directed by Matthias. That's a German last name. I'm not prepared to pronounce. <laughs> but, it's got one of those two dot accent marks. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but the Safecracker plays his same character. Oh, that's cool. Just in a different. I'm. I'm not. I don't know if. Uh, well, obviously, this is technically supposed to be. Prior to, <clears throat> not spoiling anything there, um, <laughs> but it's yeah, it's a it's a different timeline than I don't know if the zombie outbreak had just happened or what. The the title says a prequel set before the Army of the Dead movie. Okay, okay, uh, I'm gonna check that out. Army of Thieves. Because I was really interested to see what Zack Snyder... Because Zack Snyder is a really good director. And yeah. I know he helped write Army of the Dead. So I wanted to see if he was or what he could do with that alternate timeline that he threw out there. Like, I want to see what he could do. And I guess we get Army of Thieves. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, see, once you open up in, in one one type of thing with a multiverse, and everybody's starting to take that. Take those ideas. Now. Yeah. The problem is Army of Dark, uh, Army of the Dead. It was good. I like. I generally liked it, but critics panned. Oh yeah, yeah. They. they and I don't it. know why. I thought it was. It was. I mean, it wasn't winning. Like again, it wasn't winning an Oscar, but I mean, it wasn't like Velocipass or anything. No. It was like throwing it away. It was a good movie. Clearly, they had a big ass budget. Like they, they, they got Zack Snyder. They got Dave Bautista. They got like, well, they got Las Vegas, but I think they got like the city limits of Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, they also had like. They, they got had a, Henderson. Uh, <laughs> they were actually in Reno. <laughs> they they had a you know quite a few pretty well known actors in there. You know especially the uh, the billionaire guy. Um, what's he? Uh, King go uh, something. Um, he's the he, he was the billionaire that that's they're trying to steal the money back for. It's mm-hmm. supposed to be his money in the vault. Um, he was in like Last Samurai. Um, I, I can picture him. I don't know his name. Rush Hour Three. Keep talking. Yep, I'm looking yep. up. I'm like I'm trying. To think. Uh, well, it's it's funny. There's a scene in there where he's you know Theo like, Rossi. Huh? Theo Rossi. Theo Rossi. Yeah, that yeah, I was way off. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it's it's funny. There's a there was a um, a scene in there where he's talking about, you know, how easy the plan Wrong is. guy, not Theo Rossi. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have the correct name in a moment. Mm-hmm. And um, Found it. That's a Japanese name I cannot pronounce. <laughs> <laughs> Something Sonata. Sonata. Hande? Yes. <laughs> um, so he he's going through the plan and saying how easy and, you know, this is going to be a walk in the park, blah, blah, blah. Hiroyuki Sonata. Hiroyuki Sonata. Sonata. So he gets to the end. He says, "Easy peasy, lemon squeezy," and and someone's like, "I don't think that's how it's supposed to go." He goes, "I'm sorry, easy peasy, Japanese." <laughs> and then the the safe cracker is like, "I think that's offensive. I don't think you can say that anymore." And, and then the pilot chimes in. She goes, "He's Japanese. I think he's safe." <laughs> I did like the pilot. I thought that character was really funny. Oh, yeah. She was hilarious. <laughs> she did not give a shit. No. <laughs> when, she's, like, when she's beating together the plane to try yeah. to get it to start. <laughs> she's like, I'll get it working. She just pulls out a hammer. Not a screwdriver or anything. Yeah, just, yeah, just a hammer. <laughs> <laughs> we got a toolbox around his. Ah, that's what I'm looking for. <laughs> just sounds like this is a combination of like. Dawn of the Dead meets Ocean's Eleven. Yes. <laughs> That's a very good analogy. But think more zombies. So the, yeah. the one with Ben Reams where they're in the mall. 
Yes. That wasn't. Which one was that? I thought that was Dawn of the Dead. Is I think it it's Day a of remake the of the Day of the Dead. Day of the Dead? Yeah, but it's a remake because it, it yeah. came out in like 2008 or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So think of that one, one with like the horde of zombies, but yeah. with Ocean's Eleven. And they're yeah. fast. And they're fast. not, They're not. you know... So I, World War Z means yes. Ocean's yeah. Eleven. <laughs> and there's, there's also one of um, the Tigers from... Um, what's that famous show out in Vegas? Um, no, Siegfried and Roy. Yeah, yeah, one of Siegfried and Roy's tigers oh, is yeah. like missing an eye and just roaming around Vegas. He's killing people and yeah. stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> it, I really enjoyed this movie, and I don't it know why a, the critics panned well, it so I'll check hard. Check it out. And that one's because, Army of the Dead. Yeah, because Army of the critics, Day. and it what? didn't have an artistic view. It's a zombie movie. Exactly. You know, Zombies the one thing I don't artistic. like about critics is they like this is an art form, but you know, art is fun sometimes. Just if it's fun, it's a good movie. Exactly. <laughs> you hear that, Ebert? I'm coming for you. I don't want to print it off and put it on. Or Siskel. Wall. I don't know which one of you ain't dead. I'm coming for the alive one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm coming for the alive one. Whichever one of y'all ain't dead. Come back as a zombie. Come yeah. watch you, man. Got probably what I have. And then he back. just reviews the podcast and pans yeah. it. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd like to give this two thumbs down from the grave. Your thumbs fell off, sir. Ah, <laughs> damn it! <laughs> Someone give me some new thumbs. <laughs> so I, I do agree. I think you know, based on what we talked about, you know, Netflix has been coming out with quite a few decent, good movies, like and then some okay ones. Yeah, and but, some clearly very bad ones. Yeah, yeah clearly. <laughs> um, but again, those it's all opinion based, though. I yeah. just. You know, I just I like closure. No, I'm 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 pretty sure that the platform is terrible for everybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. Even the cast were like, "Why did we do this? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go do Human Centipede 3. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it does it does have a a, a, a interesting uh, kind of almost torture moment. The one guy who's been in there longer with it, because basically the new guy he's just got there. We're really so talking about this movie again. Yeah, but it just reminded me of one thing. He's basically gets to a point where he knows he's gonna have to. Have to eventually eat part of them to stay alive. That the not the new guy, but the guy that's been there for a bit. So he, the new guy wakes up like tied down to the bed by his sheets, and he's like, he's slowly torturously telling him, he's like, "Listen, I'm gonna wait eight days, and then if there's nothing comes down, because they were on the bottom level or near the bottom level at one point, he's like, after eight days, I'm gonna have to start cutting parts of your floor." Like he's saying it so calmly, and he's like, "It's day eight. And he goes, so I'm just going to cut off a little piece every day. I'll heal the wounds. I'll give you some so you stay alive. He's like, but don't worry. I'm not going to eat your genitals. At least <laughs> well, not that's... right now. At least not right now, he says. <laughs> that was and almost his, nice of him. And this guy's like gagged up. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so, fun little torture scene. I think that happens in uh, definitely minutes, not like, watching this movie. minute like 43 to 46. So. <laughs> I was waiting for you to say like minute two. Like this is the opening <laughs> credit roll. <laughs> I'm not going to eat your genitals. <laughs> well... I have I have one for you if you're uh, if you haven't seen it yet and this would be some homework for you. Um, it's it's called In the Tall Grass. Yeah, I saw it. Did you finally? That's a weird fucking. Yes, movie. that's Never a, heard of it. that's a psycho thriller. It that's... took me a little bit to. I had to watch it a second yeah. time yeah. to fully understand because it's like they get killed and they're alive again, right? And then they get killed and then, or somebody gets killed and then somebody's back again. I'm like, what the hell's happening here? So it's basically <clears throat> you get thrown into a time loop. In this tall grass, hmm. that these people like keep keep re- reliving. Like this dude is running away from um, the guy that's trying to kill him, and he ends up falling over a body of another time where he got killed by that guy, 
but in a different way. I played this video game. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's called Returnal. It's uh, fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But the, the Rock, was that supposed to basically give them insight as to what happened? That's what I fully didn't get. No, I think them. the Rock was the whole th- was the key to the whole the whole loop. And that's then, what I that's what I mean. It's yeah, like yeah. supposed to be like insight or something as to what's happening or Right. And so like when the when the uh, the when the last guy touched it, that's when he got the he got the foresight. Yeah. Now that it was still trying to the rock was still like trying to pull him and keep you know to keep him there, mm-hmm. but he ended up getting finding the hole in the loop and getting you know yeah to get out that, getting them out. Now just real quick, he couldn't go for all the listeners. Real quick, we'll go back to it. just we're not talking about Dwayne Johnson, the wrestler, the rock. Oh yeah, yeah. Talking, <laughs> I I thank you. We're for talking about an actual rock. <laughs> I like, haven't like seen a, this movie, and I was like. That's why are you burying the lead? The rock is in this movie. <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's just a piece of yeah, earth. That's <laughs> what we're talking. And, and about. it doesn't say that it, if it was like a meteorite or if it's just a rock sitting in the middle of this tall grass. Or and it had that weird like incestuous thing too. Because didn't the brother like he the was rock like in love with the yeah. sister? Incestuous? No, not the rock. Dude. Oh. There's a brother and sister in the movie. Oh, or step brother, brother and sister, not step brother. Some, uh, but he ends like up that. like telling her like he has feelings for her yeah. or some junk like that. Yeah. Really hope they're step. Yep. <laughs> they stepped up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, they really stepped up their game there. Well, they've been yeah. in the tall grass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't get out of the tall grass. I guess just that bang your sister. Again. Right. It's your only option. <laughs> You're sleeping with your sister. <laughs> and I'm out. Special tickle time. <laughs> Oh my god, you got a name for it? <laughs> Reminds me of Joe Dirt. You kissed your sister! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go back to thinking of your sister? That's you're my sister, <laughs> you're my sister. <laughs> no, that's, oh, that's like, so gross. It's like, you're a trip. Oh, okay, let me see your fromers. Oh, fun fact about Bratislava. Mm-hmm, uh-huh, oh, here's a fun fact. You kissed your sister! <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, I did. I did watch it because I've read about it a little bit, and so yeah. it was pretty decent. It wasn't like no, anything no, mind blowing. It, it was just confusing. Yeah, like, yeah. You I had literally, to... I did have to watch it a second time to really go back and catch everything. Because I will be honest, first time I watched it, you know, there's a couple times I did step outside, you know, just to you know grab a drink or something real quick, and yeah, you know, I didn't pause it. So I was like, oh, what the hell did I miss? Mm. So I did. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna sit here the whole time <laughs> and watch it straight through, or pause it if I need to. So. But, no, I enjoyed it. It was just, again, it's confusing. Nice. Um, <clears throat> I would like to talk about one movie real quick. Um, okay. As we can guess from the um, movies I've been talking about that I'm a big fan of Netflix's action and sci-fi movies, mm-hmm. um, there's one I really want to talk about, and it's Extraction with Christopher Hemsworth. Um, have you seen it, Tony? Which one? Extraction. I want to say yes, but I mean, refresh my memory. If I did, it was probably once. And... So, um, Chris Hemsworth is a former mercenary, I think, and um, some, some rich guy's son is in, like, war-torn, insert third-world country. That... No, I have not seen it. Oh, okay. So they hire Chris Hemsworth and a team <clears throat> to go get the kid and get him out safely. And then it's basically just one wrong thing after another. So it's just Chris Hemsworth and this kid on a bridge with, like, 30 guys trying to kill him, kidnap Kim. A kid, and he's got like uh, an M16 with like half a mag and a sidearm, and he's just mowing down people left and right. Isn't he like the son though of like an oligarch that's trying to rule or something uh, like, like that? A, like a kingpin like a, or yeah. something like that. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, so they paid Chris Hemsworth and his team like say ten million dollars, some insane amount of money, just to go get this kid out of this war torn country. Mm-hmm. And then things go left and right, and uh, Chris Hemsworth is like, "This is a job, kid. We got to go." And then he's like, towards the end, he's like, "We got to get the kid to safety. You know, he's really important." So he he saves the kid, but he he gets shot and quote unquote dies. I say quote unquote because there's a sequel with Chris Hemsworth coming out. <laughs> so I don't think he's truly dead. Yeah. <laughs> But it's just a really good action movie. It's not okay. like Black Hawk Down, where there's like a lot of emotion and a lot of there is emotion. Don't get me wrong, but oh. it's not like it's not like the emotional gut punch of the Adam Project. Yeah. But this is just it was a really well done um, action movie in my book. Okay. Uh, like Chris no, Hemsworth did a great job. I don't know who directed it, but they should do more work. Sounds like I have homework. <laughs> there, there's a, another good one that's kind of on the same lines of that. Uh, it has Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac. Um, Oscar Isaac. Um, the I, I can't ever remember his name. The guy from uh, Sons of Anarchy, the the lead with the Charlie Hunnam. Okay. Um, <clears throat> so they play. There's a fourth guy in there. I um, can't remember his name either. Uh, but they play like a group of kind of like retired Navy SEALs, mm-hmm. and they're going in to basically rob a uh, a guy who's running this drug cartel. And he's like hidden all this money in his house, and so they're they're hunting the guy down. Basically, um, Oscar Isaac is is kind of working with, I think, like the CIA or a local law enforcement there in the area to track the guy down. And they end up he ends up finding like the whale that they've been looking for. And he's like, guys, we're gonna. But is this the him. one where they have to trek across like a snow capped mountain at the end, mm-hmm. and then like Ben Affleck tries to screw everyone over, but Oscar. No, Oscar Isaac tries to screw everyone over, and Ben Affleck actually gets back to this. Okay, I've seen this movie. Mm. It was all right, if so, I remember Yeah, and it's, so they're, they try to go, they time it right to go to the house, so they research it and all this other stuff. No, no, that was Oscar Isaac. And Hold then, on, I'm going to look up the guy in the real quick. And then he <laughs> ends up, um, they, they go in, and the guy ends up coming in early. Like, this dude had a ton of freaking money, like more than they could carry out mm. in his house, like just plastered into the walls. And that was the that was the thing that kept them there so long. So um, they come back and they're like, "All right, well, you know, we can take out guards at this point because there's no kids there. You know, they're, yeah, okay. they're trying to take out, you know, make sure they take out everything and have a good exit plan. Well, everything goes sideways. <laughs> <laughs> Usually does everything, <laughs> and it's screwed. <laughs> oh, I got a we got a we got a few minutes left. Um, I want to save a, a minute or two. At the very end, to just make some quick announcements for the audience and stuff. Uh, some um, stuff we've talked about. Quick shout out for the movie Old Guard with Charlie's Throne. Okay, yes, I, I liked did it. like that. Um, interesting um, movie about being immortal and warriors and all that mm-hmm. fun stuff. Um, and how they become immortals. Like, you're not born with it, you just become one mm-hmm. through like fight of fire, tribulations, or something like that. And how they go, they've been living for centuries and they've been fighting the bad guys and all that fun stuff. And every now and again, you just stop you know, being alive. Like, you yeah. stop coming back from the dead. And they explain it like you just know, like, if you die next, you're not coming back. And, like, the ending in the movie is Charlize Theron has been leading this group for centuries. Like, since the Crusades, finally he's like, oh, if I die again, I'm actually dead. Yeah. So the wow. the new girl, that the, the new person that recruited into the old guard, and it's like, all right, I'm gonna, you protected me when I first got here, it's my turn to protect you. Nice. Yeah. It's actually, it's a yeah, Because it's a they knew movie. she was, she wasn't yet, though. Yeah. 
like she didn't know the the person like the new person to the old guard they knew because once you're part of this old guard you can sense that there's a new person it, yeah. yeah it's kind of like Highlander almost. yeah <laughs> but there's six of them yeah yeah exactly <laughs> well let me ask you as uh, since we're talking about Netflix obviously we all have very specific genres that we prefer we got rom-coms for Gavin we got sci-fi time travelish in action movies. action movies for Patrick and me psychological thrillers and mind fucks movies um <laughs> Since we're talking about Netflix, though, one that came out now almost four years ago, but since we're talking about Netflix stuff, let us let me ask you this. What did you guys think about the movie Bird Box? Never no, thought. Never watched it. You never watched it? Because no. it was like a big trendy thing. Yeah. yeah it's, like, I never watched it only because I've seen The Quiet Place, and that seemed like a yeah. blatant ripoff of A Quiet Place. It's, and I love The Quiet Place. Yeah, Quiet Place is good. I haven't seen the sequel, and the third one's being made right now. It's not. It's not bad. I mean, it's it's an interesting concept. When it came out, it was like the number one movie in the U.S. Not just on yeah. Netflix. Like everybody yeah. watched that movie except for me and Gavin. And anyone on to like do well? I'll be honest with you. I didn't watch it till about a year ago. Oh yeah, really? Because I hate I hate the whole trendy thing again. I guess maybe I just didn't want to. But I mean, there's some part like if it's, if everybody likes it, that must say that there's something good about it. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't it wasn't bad, but they're very similar to kind of like a quiet place. There was another one similar to it with um oh god, what's it called? Uh, I think it's just called like the silence or something or silence. It's uh, about these like prehistoric bat creature yeah, things come that down are and, blind and, you. Yeah. and they can only go by hearing so everybody has to walk around without saying anything or they'll come after you mm-hmm. and stuff. Alright, so my Bird Box is fine. That is a blatant rip-off of Quiet Place. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the ending, I don't know how I can't remember how Quiet Place ended, but if you remember if you've you've seen the one I'm talking about yeah. with those bird things, yeah. where that priest cult thing where yeah. they wanted to like, did they want they to take want... the daughter to impregnate her? Because he yes. says that she's like, she is fertile or something. He like, they're right. It's this creepy priest guy who's yeah. standing around this town and he I think he cut out his tongue or they cut out their tongues so they couldn't talk so anytime he'd be like and he have no tongue but they end up following these people to this house that they basically broke into because his family's on the road trying they, to get away from these they things. want the daughter oh yeah and he's like holding up just they're writing out stuff so they can read it and you know the guy's like no 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 and he's like brings out a gun to <laughs> basically ask him to leave and then he's like the, the girl or something and he mm-hmm. says she is fertile is what it's written on her because I was even making jokes when I was watching that movie. I was like, the way that dude's staring at the girl, I'm like, oh, priest man wants a little girl. Booty. I was like saying it as a joke, and all of a sudden he pops up with that sign. I'm like, holy God, I can read a sick, twisted priest mind. <laughs> well, that says more about you than the movie. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, Chuck. <laughs> it's not wrong. <laughs> Shut up, Kim. <laughs> Oh, man, but we are almost out of time. we got a couple minutes left, but I wanted to just take a quick moment to give our audience a couple announcements of what we've talked about, things coming up here. Um, we're going to be uh, a lot of new things and, and big good stuff for Season 2 uh, coming at the end of April. Uh, we will be doing our show live from the Sunscreen Film Festival here in St. Petersburg, Florida. Catch us at the sundown. Yep. So for those of you in the area... Uh, it's a it's a really cool film. And according festival. to our metrics, not a whole lot of you are. <laughs> yes, so, yes. So and we're kind of Russia and Ukraine. They're doing their own thing right yeah. now, so we can't d- worry about them coming over here. Yeah. They have their own St. Petersburg. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it ain't over there. Uh, but no, St. Petersburg, Florida, um, Sunscreen Film Festival, been going on for seventeen years. 
Uh, kind of a big deal here in the area. Huge for local filmmakers and filmmakers outside the area that want to get their stuff uh, shown. Um, uh, you know, the uh, Pinello's Film Commissioner, who is the co-founder of the Sunscreen Film Festival, he'll also actually be joining us uh, here in a couple weeks for an actual interview, like we did with Miss Krista Grady saxon the actress, a while back. So it's going to be exciting to have him on with us and then to be doing the show. Uh, that episode may last a lot longer. I think that might be a part one and part two for the Film Festival one. Um, I think we're going to have a lot of content uh, going on there. I don't think one hour is going to cover everything we want to do because we yep. will be uh, talking about going on with the show about highlights of what's happening. Um, hopefully get as many interviews as possible with whoever. Yeah, you know, just um, local Actors, directors, producers, yep. any audience members. Anything. Anybody. The third Ewok from uh, Return of the Jedi. Yes. <laughs> R.I.P. Thanks, Kevin. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> so those are just a couple exciting things for that are upcoming for this year and for season two of Movie Talks and Chill. Uh, on that note, though, that is our time. So for Movie Talks and Chill, we are your hosts. I'm Tony Serrato. I'm Gavin Butts. I'm Patrick. Insert something clever. Wall. <laughs> All right, guys. Take care. Don't forget, guys, you can visit us at our website, movietalksandchill.com. Email us at talktous at movietalksandchill.com or find us on our YouTube channel. Uh, you can also follow us on social media on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Movie Talks and Chill. You can listen to us on Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, coming soon to Apple Podcasts, CastBox, and Overcast. New episodes available every Wednesday. Talk to you then. Theme music for our podcast was composed, arranged, and performed by Paul LaRocca.